Manapitch. Centuries ago, we built a city on this coast to exploit a vast underground supply of it. A black, viscous, raw material we refined into powerful mana gems. Soon after, the city became a magnet for unlikely events known as glitches, and improbable people called glitchers. Eventually, most citizens came to call Manapitch City by a new name. We present Mana Glitch, City of Accidental Wonders. Do try to keep your aura clear, citizen. Glenn755 here. Once again, we are polluting Z Frequency 2308 with Mana Glitch City Underground, just for you. Broadcasting by Net, InfoTower, and DataScry every open period, we're here to help you stay grounded in the City of Accidental Wonders. The first weekend of clear light is always hot and humid in Managlitch City, and this year is no different from any other on record. Not counting the time a glacier tried to move through at breakneck speed. Or the time when half the city was somehow exposed to vacuum, and the council had to put up our force dome and ship in emergency oxygen supplies. Right, 715 is no different from the majority of years on record. But I know you haven't tracked down this broadcast to hear me complain about the weather. Nah, there's an entire channel for that on a different frequency. Based on the messages we've been getting, you want to hear about Crasher Demons. You've guessed it, we've had our first expedition. How did it go? Well, I'm here talking to you, so not too badly. And while the online betting pools have been pretty amusing, I'd like to extend sarcastic apologies to those who had money on my gruesome death. Happy to take your pit marks, losers. Yeah, right, the expedition, yes. A couple of nights ago, Slippery Adam, Nicklin Weber, Mistress Messier, and I met up as planned in Templeton's Diner off Coin Street. Nice place, a bit beat up, not far from where the main Manapitch Transplaner Bank used to be. The first portal blast really tore those neighborhoods up, and the Ministry patrol teams aren't common down there. That was the perfect place to go hunting. We attracted some attention, I confess. We were quite a bunch. Nicklin wore ether crew fatigues and an engineering sash full of gadgets. Slippery Adam wore thick, creased leathers that had obviously seen some fighting before while I showed up hoping to improve my own armor rating with a polyweave tunic and jeans combo. Naturally, the mistress outclassed us all in fashionable flaring pants, a vinyl corset bearing strange symbols and small equipment pouches, and a loose overblouse worn open. She managed to look both less dangerous and far more so than any other two of our party. After fortifying with a good meal, we set out to wander the less reputable streets of the city and look for specific trouble. But though we wandered past a few commotions, none of them involved a crasher. A few guys with teleball bats and broken bottles came after us at one point. I stunned one with a volt cast, Slippery Adam knifed another, and the mistress... Ugh, oh, that dude's gonna walk funny for a few years. Sometimes one of us would get brave or bored enough and separate from the group to play bait, but no luck. The night wore late, then later, then unpleasantly early. 
so we gave up and rented a cheap room to flop. Mistress Messier ducked away, of course, making assurances she'd return. The other three of us went ahead and tucked in for an uneasy rest. And we dragged ourselves awake around noon and went looking for food. The sun's glare seared into our aching eyeballs, and I for one wished Nibiron was floating in front of it just then. Damn moon, it's good for nothing. At least Slippery Adam knew of a nearby place for some good fried tree rabbit. A collapsed building blocked the old road, so we decided to take a shortcut through a patch of ruined merchant galleries. Some of the rubble was tricky to navigate, but soon we were back in the open and much closer to a meal. And that's when the blasted, surty, pitch-eating thing dropped on us. We're in broad daylight, in the middle of the street. And suddenly Nicolin was down on the ground under the thing. Knife-like claws on four upper limbs struck sparks off his force barrier. He stabbed upward with a power knife, but the tip lodged in the scales, covering the crasher's torso. Slippery Adam tried his best to get a good pistol shot at it, but those two were just rolling around so much, he was afraid of hitting Nick. Meanwhile, I threw a really damn good flame cast and cooked the four eyes on the right side of the thing's head. But that wasn't enough to take it down. Then I heard, Weber, get the pitch out of the way! Mistress Messier stood down the street a bit. I hadn't seen her appear, but I really wasn't paying attention. Both Nicolin and the Crasher paused for a second to look over at her, and that gave Slippery Adam a chance to knock it over with a shot in the back. Nick rolled away as the mistress chanted something under her breath. She had that managem-encrusted rod I'd seen at last month's party and was waving it at the Crasher. A piercing squeal filled the air and the Crasher's snake-like form blurred and lost focus. Primary colors bled from its edges, and a cloud of ether static surrounded Mistress Messier's device. And then the next thing we knew, the Crasher was gone. Nicklin picked himself up from the ground and aimed an appreciative eye at the device. A bit breathlessly, he said, Portable, self-powered, targetable transbeam beacon. I knew they were possible in theory, but I didn't know anyone had ever tried to make one. The mistress raised an eyebrow at him. Your reputation is deserved, Weber. I've known high-level cybercasters who weren't that quick to identify a strange piece of tech magic. He wasn't so easily distracted by flattery, though. So where did you send the creature? I doubt you went to all that trouble of a toy like that just to beam critters randomly into the void. She looked calmly at the three of us. I told you boys that I'm here to learn something from these abominations. I'm not going to learn nearly as much from a dead crasher as I will a living one. She favored us all with a sardonic smile. You have no idea what you're caught up in, she said, not unkindly. Still, you've helped me quite a bit, and I promise to share. I've got some homework to do, but you'll hear from me soon. Thank you very much for your assistance. She tossed a small bag at Nicolin, then brandished the rod once more and started her chant again. This time, her own figure blurred and vanished, leaving only spitting ether static behind. 
The three of us just kind of looked at each other until Slippery Adam said, So, same time next week, right? The bag contained a tidy sum of pitmark coins, more than enough for our lunches and for several weeks more. And I'll openly admit to it, the fried tree rabbit was every bit as good as Slippery Adam said it would be. So that's our first hunt. We didn't die. We didn't get caught by the ministry. We didn't take verbal abuse from anyone in a purple jacket. We also didn't catch a crasher of our own, but I'll call it a moral victory. Won't be our last time either, I'll tell you right now. There is mystery out there, and we want to be in the middle of it. Other than that, it's been a quiet couple of weeks in the city. The sprinkles are all gone. No decorative outbuildings have threatened anyone recently. And I think most of us have gotten used to the nightmare moon overhead. A pair of sunglasses I had in my desk drawer are gone. But I think Slippery Adam just swiped them and won't own up. On the subject of quiet, though. Remember the strangely marked stone pyramids that sprang from the ground along the Manapich River? Well, Frederick Thurms, the guy with the Fimazor Removal Company, has acquired one and moved it quietly into the city. It seems the Manapich Arometric League has been examining it with his permission. We've, um, accidentally seen documents suggesting they're close to some startling answers about the pyramid's origin. I promise you all, we're doing our best to accidentally see some more, maybe something with a scoop on what these strange constructions are, where they came from, and what a pretty guy like Frederick wants with one, especially since someone told us they have the cleanest aura anyone's ever seen. No one's going to need his services to shine up one of these beauties. Very, very curious. Okay, cohorts. Still haven't caught up on sleep from our late-night crasher chase, and bed is calling me. Not literally, thank goodness. No one needs a glitched bed. But the underground doesn't sleep for long. You'll be hearing from its next open period, broadcasting by net, info tower, and data scry. This is Glen 755 for Managlitch City Underground, shutting down Z frequency 2308. Remember, keep your aura clear, and stay grounded. The voice of Managlitch City Underground today was Michael O'Brien as Glen 755. The narrator was Maya Krolovna as Princess Swiftstorm. Episode 8, Transaction, was written by Michael O'Brien. Our theme music is Crime of the Century by Consortium 499 on the web at ReverbNation.com slash Consortium 499. All other content is copyright 2015, Glitch City Media. Visit our website at managlitch.com for more information about the city and links to our podcast archives. 